Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Hello there, my red women, sisters of my heart. I am beaming in today. I'm in a contemplative place and I felt like sharing from my heart to your hearts. As I'm recording this, I'm in a tiny little cottage that's aptly named Rose Cottage that is here in Avalon, also known as Glastonbury, where I have been residing for the last little while in time. In fact, I've been in the UK at this point for the last six weeks, which is the longest amount of time that I have spent in the UK since I emigrated to the States when I was 27. I'm now 54. (laughs) So that is 27 years ago. So I am at the halfway mark. I have been living in the United States as long as I lived in the UK. And there is something that is happening in my system that I am reflecting on. There's a very interesting reweaving happening of the mythic story of my own life. And I wanted to invite you alongside me to consider your own story, your own life, where you are, where home truly is, where your roots are, your lineages, both culturally, spiritually, familial, bloodlines, you know, like what constitutes that feeling of being at home? You know, when I arrive into England after being in the States and I come back here and it's been, you know, um, a ragged journey the last couple of years with COVID, right? And travel has not been easy. And in fact, travel still isn't easy. And it's quite challenging out here in the world um, because everything is not as it was. And we have to become way more flexible and adaptable because things can change on a dime, right? In fact, I just was involved in traveling and moving around. And of course, if you know anything about what's happening in the world right now, COVID is still moving through a different form of COVID, but I managed to get COVID again. And I say again, because I had it last year, um, although this year's experience with it was nothing like last year's, thankfully. But I was, you know, needless to say, impermanence is the name of the game. And my time here has been really profound in a lot of ways. Things have happened unexpectedly. So why did I 
choose to come back and do this trip at this point? Well, consciously, I didn't realize that I was at the 27 year mark of having left the UK and, you know, having come to America and (laughs) it's so fascinating how we don't consciously know this, right? But when I decided to come and spend time here, I realized that I'm entering my own Saturn return. I'm wondering where you are in your life. I'm in menopause. So hail and welcome to all my menopause queens out there. I'm going through a really profound reweaving. Now, one of the things that made me want to come and spend more time in England was when I do come here, there's always a profound sense in my body, which is a really embodied place in me, right? It's, it's, it's not a thought, but there's a profound sense of what I can only describe as relief or relaxation that happens as soon as I begin to arrive here to the land here, to the culture here, to the language here, to the turns of phrase, to the endless cups of tea, the kettle that's always on. And that's really a cliche, but it's absolutely freaking true. To the pub culture, to the hedgerows along the roads, to the small country lanes, to the driving on the left-hand side of the road. You know, all of these things that are seemingly kind of mundane And yet they are the fabric, the weft and warp of the world that I grew up in. And there is something in the blood, breath and bones of me that settles down in a way that I never quite do when I'm in California. And it's not that I don't feel at home in California because I've been there a really long time and I have acculturated and I have become this hybrid person who is, you know, has been shaped by the Americas, by particularly Northern California. But my roots are here in the UK. And I know that for many of us, especially those of you who may be listening who are first or second or third generation in America and who maybe don't have a strong sense of your your family's indigenous roots, or you are someone who has had that history eradicated, right, through slavery um, and white supremacy. There is something that I am drawn to for my own journey that is about a weaving of the tale of my own life. And as I'm speaking that, what I'm seeing is my myself that lives in California and myself that lives still here in England, because there is a part of me, I've realized, that is bilocated at all times. And that doesn't mean that I feel fragmented. It feels like I'm betwixt and between these worlds. I'm constantly weaving between these two worlds. And if you could see me, I'm making this kind of figure of eight weaving, you know, where I am somewhere in the sacred third of being neither culturally either one or the other, that I am somehow in this phase of my life integrating this sacred third. 
and in a mythic journey of my own life, and I wonder what you see in your life, right? But in the mythic journey of my own life, I had to leave, and this is the real classic, right? Classic Joseph Campbell hero's journey. I had to leave on my quest to to break out of the the tradition of coming from a very small island culture, namely England, of coming from a very specific class, um, you know, the artisanal class or the servant class in England, coming from a very small village, small town, where there was not a lot of vision or opportunity that I could see for myself. And I literally jettisoned, like so many of us do, out of that into a world of possibilities. And I always remember when I first arrived in California and I drove down the, the, the Highway 1, which is that Pacific Highway, from Seattle all the way down to uh, San Francisco. And on that drive, I remember being, like having my jaw <laughs> literally dropped open because... Every time I would look out the window of the, yes, VW camper van that I was driving with my beloved at the time, um, I just kept saying this land is a land of giants. Like I fully expected to see huge giants just appear from behind these massive mountains and cliffs. And everything was so extraordinarily massive that I couldn't really take it in. It was, it was like my eyes were so not accustomed to that level of grandeur, majesty, incredible scale. And I remember thinking at the time, well, this is one of the reasons I'm here, is to expand my horizons quite literally. But there's something about being in a landscape like California, especially Northern California, that um, that invites that kind of space, psychic space, energetic space, um, cultural space, space to explore yourself, space to break new ground, to pioneer. You know, it's no mistake that the dot-com industry comes from California. It's no mistake that the consciousness, the new age movement, all of these innovations in self-realization and spiritual work, a lot of it originates or comes to birth in that part of the world. So the juxtaposition between the vastness of California and the openness and the availability and the, 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 the potential of what gets created there, married to this deep connection to this rich earth here in the UK that is steeped in history and ancient roots and my blood lineage and my heritage. There is something within myself at this point that is marrying together a more profound and amazing level. And so I'm, I'm inviting you into this storyline with me because there is a, hmm, something really fascinating about allowing ourselves to be changed through our lives and to weave the many threads of ourselves into a sense of home. And one of the questions that I was sitting with was, you know, where is home now? And obviously, home as a metaphoric sense 
is always inside of us. And I know that there's this, you know, this hearth, this home, this center point within us. And yet there is also a home that I feel on the land here. And I want to share a story with you, which I think is remarkable and interesting. (laughs) So when I first arrived, and I'm not from Somerset, by the way, or at least not directly. I'm from the southeast of England, not the southwest of England. My folks um, are from Sussex and Kent and Essex and Norfolk, that whole kind of east part. However, I do have genetic roots here to the southwest also, as many of us do. And in my own lineage, I you know, when I've done the DNA testing, especially the, the along the ancient lines, um, what is revealed is that, you know, 70% of my markers are markers for being Celtic, which probably is no surprise, but connects me into the Celtic tribes of Boudicca and the Icani tribe, but also down into the Celtic lands of the Southwest and then into France. And so... One of the areas that I feel this draw, and it is because there's obviously deep mysticism and spirituality in the land and a lot of ancient sites, um, is to the Glastonbury Somerset region of the UK. Although truly all over the UK, there are sacred sites and sacred stone circles and, you know, mythical ruins because there's been a lot, many, many, many years of, um, indigenous tribes being here on this land. However, the story goes like this. One of the sacred spots here in Glastonbury is the Chalice Well, and it's a beautifully curated and managed garden at this point. But it's the source of the Red Spring. And the Red Spring is obviously this amazing water that's full of iron oxide from the earth and colors the everything around it deep deep red and it's the mother spring it's the magdalene spring it's the spring of deep connection to to the, the that mother energy when i first arrived here i went to the chalice well gardens as i do and i was in the process of um ordaining a priestess sister. She'd been working with me for many years and I was taking her through her ordination ceremony. And we were to do that at the Chalice Well Gardens. And I had gone to prepare the space and to, you know, to set things up and we had private time there. Well, we have to know is, is that I've been deep in the menopause journey for about the last, oh, I don't know. Let me see, seven years? Yeah, six years, six or seven years. And I've been in that period of time, no pun intended, <laughs> of, you know, ebbing and flowing. And is this going to be the last time I have my moon blood? And then there'll be a few months and then there'll be another bloom blood. Anyway, I've been in that rhythm. Um, and I hadn't had a moon time in quite a few months. And I arrive into the Chalice World Gardens, the home of the Red Spring. And I'm walking up the pathway to the wellhead, this beautiful area. And I have to tell you that this space is a real space where time is out of time. It's it's extraordinarily beautiful in there. It's a wild, curated and uh, an untamed English country garden. 
and the energy in there, the, just the bird song and the, the clarity of the field of energy in there is quite extraordinary. It's a very specific frequency and you can really feel it in your body when you enter into that space. Well, as I'm walking up the pathway, my feet are bare and I'm walking up the ancient stones and I'm feeling that welling up of emotion, the tears are coming, the the sigh that comes from my heart is coming and my whole body is just drinking in this feeling of like, oh, I'm home. And it was very, very tender moment. And in that moment, I become aware that I'm starting to bleed. You know, you get that feeling for us as women, it's something that's you know, we know, we know when it's happening and I could feel the blood letting down and I became aware that I was starting a moon time. And so, <laughs> of course, I didn't have any supplies on me and nothing to curb the um, flow of the blood. And of course, I was wearing the white ceremonial dress as you are. And so I was like, okay. And I... Um, allowed myself to just free bleed for a moment because that was what was happening. And I did my prayers and my blessings and I was weeping and feeling deeply emotional, but also some sense of deep homecoming. It's hard to explain in words, isn't it? that somehow my body was responding and being called to have this moon flow, this red moon flow at the same time as being in the red spring and that there was some communion that was happening here. So I gathered some waters from the red spring and um, I washed myself clean the waters with the blood, not obviously into the well, onto the land, um, using the water to cleanse myself, but also to commune. And I, there was something deeply shamanic in that act. And it wasn't something I was thinking about. It was something that was just moving through me. Uh, and I came home back to the Rose Cottage, which is where I'm now staying and I was staying then also. And in my sort of meditation time that evening of just being in reflection, I could feel this wisdom in my body of having one more moon time here in England where I started my moon time when I was, whatever, 15, that there's some kind of bookend. And as I, I'm quite tearful and tender as I share this with you because there's such deep wisdom in our bodies about home and the deep shamanic, the earth connection that is so much beyond the mind. And having lived my life, half of my life here and half of my life in California, there was something about my body calling itself to bleed here, which I, I can't remember the last time I had a moon blood here because I was here last year, but I didn't last year. And before that, I wasn't here for two years. And I don't know 
if I have had a moon time here in England for many years. If ever, because, you know, it would have to be a coincidence, a really strong coincidence, right, of um, timing. And so as I sit with that, I was brought to my adolescent self. My queen self was brought to my maiden self. And there was some full circle in the body that took place that I believe is innately part of who we are in the feminine. When we when we are really tuned into that red, to the flow of our bodies, to the instinctual, the ancestral, that our bodies respond. You know, just how our bodies respond when we come together with groups of women and, you know, the hormones get triggered and we often end up bleeding in cycle or in sync with each other. Um, I believe there was also something about bleeding in sync with the land. I mean, you know, the the beauty of it is, of course, on the mythic level, <laughs> the Red Spring is also the place, the chalice well, where I first met the Magdalene. And what I mean by that is, and I'll, I'll tell you the little story here, because obviously red is here and the red flow is here, the red thread is here, the womb shamankas are here as I'm speaking. Um, but about, I'm thinking it was probably 10 or 12 years ago now, I was in the Chalice Well Gardens and I had an extraordinary between the world's experience where I was in meditation early, early one morning sitting at the chalice well and I became aware of the presence of what I could only name then as Magdalene and I received an initiation through a deep vision where I was transported even though physically I was still in the chalice well gardens I was transformed 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 and transported. Um, and I heard and saw in the vision that I was taken to the gardens of Gethsemane. And I didn't know in that moment in my vision, I didn't recall what the gardens of Gethsemane meant. But inside that garden, I was shown a vision of Magdalene dressed in her red robes and Jesus, Yeshua, dressed in his white robes. And they were he was holding a chalice, a golden chalice of light. And she came toward him in the vision. And they were both holding their hands around the chalice. And as they did that, a toroidal field of golden liquid light poured up through the chalice around them back down under their feet. And I was both watching this, but I was also somehow in the field of it, that I was them. They weren't separate to me. And the experience was that they became merged and there was a chalice of light. And I heard the words, are you choosing to take the vow to walk as love? And this 
is a very, very abbreviated version of the vision. And when I came out of the vision, I recalled that the Garden of Gethsemane was where Jesus was in the stories in scripture, was actually arrested and where he was the night before he was crucified. And what I believe I saw in the vision, or at least what appeared to me in the vision, was the transference of the teachings, right, of the way of love into this chalice of oneness and this this holding of this divine chalice. And why am I telling you this story? (laughs) Because the other mythic thread that's coming through, and because this is the Red Podcast and dedicated to the Magdalena's voices on the planet, right, is that come full circle into this here now present moment, here I am ordaining another into the path to walk as love, which is what the ordainment ceremony really is. And I am receiving the wisdom of my own vow along with my life journey of what has brought me to that point since my first menstruation, since my first blood, to what could potentially be my last blood. Now, who knows if this was my last blood or not, because <laughs> my body may turn up with another another moon time for me to celebrate. But there is something about the ley lines of our lives, and this is what I'm inviting you to, to consider for a moment, there's something about these little rites of passage, these transitions as a menopausal woman, as a, you know, and whether you're at the mother stage of your life or you're the maiden stage or you are like me teetering between mother and queen or you're crone. The weave of our lives is so mythical and magical. You know, I cannot this script that has been playing out around coming to a deeper sense of being at home in myself. And this is really the, the, the whole kind of picture is that that's what's emerging. That's what I'm being gifted with by being here is that to some degree, my English roots, my indigeneity of being from this land and being rooted to place, as well as the pioneer, the part of me that expanded out of here, are are coming together and integrating in a whole new way that is difficult to put words to, that the image is of the root system being cohered at a different place and, and different way, a different, a different relationship. And I think in our world where so many of us feel disrupted from our roots, you know, disconnected from our roots, and oftentimes I'll get asked this by, you know, women who maybe, you know, don't have the the privilege that I have, which is, I do have a privilege, I know that, of knowing where I come from and having a rootedness to my English heritage, to my lineage heritage that is unbroken, that I can trace back 
you know, in my own family tree, I've, I've traced it back to the 1500s and I could easily trace it further, I'm sure, on both my father and my mother's side. And so there's a, a rootedness to the, to the land and to the ways that I have that's unbroken. And I know that that's a privilege because many of you, as you're listening to this, don't have that because of being immigrants or being first, second, third generation immigrants, or because of the horrors of slavery and colonization. And yet, I feel there's a piece here that I'm bringing in the story of our center and our home and our connection that is to do with allowing your body that carries the roots of home in it to speak to you of the lands that your ancestors come from, to allow it to inform you. And if you have the great fortune of visiting those lands or standing on those lands that hold keys for you in your, in your interiority, or if you don't have the privilege of standing on those lands, then perhaps it's the, the, the invitation to journey within to the ancestors, to journey within, to activate that sense of place within. You know, one of the things that I most (laughs) appreciate about being here in the UK for this period of time is there's this, I was saying it to someone the other day, there is this... um, You know, the English are always known as being kind of, you know, a little standoffish perhaps, you know, overly polite Um, and maybe a little formal. But actually my experience and my knowing of English culture is this level of humanity that's present in, um, in the sense of a lack of professional veneer or persona. Um, I was... (laughs) You know, whether it's in the shops or I was at the dentist the other day. And, you know, there's just this sense of um, normalness. Like, you know, the kettle's on, let's make a cup of tea. Or joking around or this feeling of um, casual connection and um, that we're going to muddle through it together. We're going to figure it out together. That is so present here. And it's present in this kind of um, friendly banter that happens, this back and forth, this kind of cozy, slightly flirtatious, um, slightly piss-taking, um, it's going to be okay, we'll figure it out, this. I, it's hard for me to describe, but I'm trying to, that, that's here that I drop into really naturally when I'm here, you know, like there's a, there's a chattiness that happens on the street, especially in the small towns. There's a lack of, um, pomp and circumstances, a lack of kind of, um, barrier around sharing a moment that I don't experience in California in the same way. And it's easy and it's, um, it's a place where my, my, my nervous system relaxes down, you know? 
and um, I'm in the flow. I'm in the banter. I'm in the in the the the, the repartee that's happening, and um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have that part reminded to me. It's like a, a kind of a nourishment or a food on an interactional level, and uh, I, yeah. So it's those things, right? And in the story, the mythic overlay story, I'm so grateful to also have the privilege and experience of living in the amazing, very troubled, very challenging and difficult world of America, of California at this time. And what I'll say to you is, is that there is no rose-colored glasses here that the UK is just as atrophied with the old systems of patriarchy as the US is and is just as stale and repugnantly stagnant in um, the decay of the things that don't work here. And so there's not a part of me that's in the idealized, oh, this is so much better than America. No, it's not. Is it, it, does it appeal to the part of me that is at home here? Absolutely. But I am under no illusion that there is any real place on this planet at this time, um, that is not going through the death throes of this patriarchal horror story that we've been in and that we're still navigating. So it's not that. It's more a reflection on the journeys of our lives. And so that's what I'm going to leave you with today is where are you at in your life? What threads are you reweaving through yourself that may have been left behind from a previous time? It's like, you know, almost like a, um, a soul retrieval on some level. That's what feels like it's happening for me. But obviously that's kind of soul retrieval is always occurring in our lives at different junctures where we're being called to um, remember, right? To remember ourselves, to bring back into wholeness that which had been rent asunder. Hmm. So there's a weaving in today's podcast that I'm offering. And the last piece to that weaving is that I'm also back here and I haven't had chance to do this yet, but it's in my intention to do so before I leave to go back to the States, which is to visit my mom's um, grave. My mom's grave has been waiting for the headstone for the last two years because of COVID. And so I really feel the full circle of going to the cemetery where my mom is buried and where my grandmother is buried and my uncle and my cousin, the whole part of that side of the family. And I really am being called to bring and dress the graves, you know, and do that part that I haven't been able to do yet, intending to that lineage. And of course, she's woven into this blood lineage, right? Mothers, all of our mothers. And so I just here to honor Margaret and Dramatic born. Margaret being a derivative of Magdalene and Margaret meaning the pearl. And when I think about my mum and her journey and the difficulty of her life, that's a whole other story, but, you know, she was really 
on a deep journey of the level of initiation into pain and suffering and, and physical and mental health challenges. The sand in the oyster shell of her being was very apparent. And her attempts to become the pearl were filled with moments of grace and moments of deep, deep, deep challenge. And so I just also am here honoring her memory and giving thanks to her for the initiation journey that she sent me on in my life that has resulted in this moment. So what's the mythic journey of your life? What are you reweaving? What are you remembering? What are you being called to retrieve? Remember, weave back into wholeness in you. What's the alchemy? What rite of passage are you going through? Maiden, mother, queen, crone. Where are you in your life journey right now? And what is the initiatory gateway or the rite of passage? What's the mythic story? For me, this episode has all been about home and center. And so I offer up one of the tracks from our Enter the Mystery album to finish this off with today. And it's a beautiful collaboration that's called Center. And I hope you enjoy it. From my heart to yours, it's been wonderful to share some intimate moments with you today, weaving through the ley lines of my own life. Thank you for listening. May we be enriched together. May we find one another in the red web of our interconnectivity. May you find yourself in my story as I find myself in yours, my love. Till next time, much love.
of your being. It's a space, a sanctified, consecrated space where you get to hold the dominion, where you get to have that moment where you can hear the language of your soul speaking to you, the language of the deep essence of who you actually are and why you came here. It's that center point that has the spaciousness to be in the heart, to be in a place of equanimity, to be in a place of equity, to see through the eyes of the balance point between the world, between the God and the Goddess, between the left and the right. of the Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. <laughs>